0: Well, today we come on to uh, Zechariah chapter 14, verses 9, uh, down through verse 21. I'm sure we won't get uh, uh, through all of that today, but uh, we're coming down to the last half of the chapter here, uh, the final verses of the book of Zechariah. These are the final verses. We saw the coronation of the king in the first eight verses, the battle of Armageddon, the day of the Lord. And uh, now we're going to see the coronation of the kingdom, what the kingdom is going to be like. Uh, Let me uh, show you, verse nine says this, and the Lord shall be king over all the earth, and that day there shall be one Lord and his name one. In that day there's gonna be one king and one God by one name over all the earth for a thousand years. You talk about political relief, you talk about economic relief, social relief, this will be a new experience for the world. There will be no political elections no no uh, new inventions of humanistic religion for a thousand years there will be pure religion a pure monarchy a pure political system that alone ought to bring a measure of peace we will have perfect government his government will increase and there shall be no end this is Jesus Christ himself singular and triune Jesus is going to be king of kings and lord of lords but it is still nonetheless uh the the holy spirit and the everlasting father with us. I don't understand it all but I like it. Amen. Look, just just to know that we have one lord, one faith uh, for 1000 years. Can you imagine? G- goodness. I mean, no scandals. No, no, no scandals, no false accusations, uh, um, no, no wickedness behind the scenes. We're not going to have to wonder if uh, you know, it's going to be legal for drones to fire on civilians or not. We're going to have a perfect king in a perfect kingdom. That'll, that, that is coronation day for us. Then verse 10 and 11, the Bible says, all the land shall be turned as a plain from Geba to Ramon, south of Jerusalem, and it shall be lifted up and inhabited in her place from Benjamin's gate unto the place of the first gate, unto the corner gate from the tower of Hananel, unto the king's wine presses, and men shall dwell in it, and there shall be no more utter destruction, but Jerusalem shall be safely inhabited. What, what's that say? There's gonna be physical changes to the land of Israel. As a result of that great earthquake we talked about in verses four and five, Jerusalem is going to be lifted up as the valleys are exalted and the mountains are leveled from Geba found to the north of Jerusalem and to Ramon on the south of Jerusalem. It will be a great table land with the city of holiness rising up above it, in all, it all in the middle. So everything's going to be made level, but Jerusalem is going to sit above that level plain. This is the the hour that comes where Jerusalem, which has so long been trodden down of the Gentiles, it is finally at last the capital of the great king, the capital of the world. In Jesus Christ, every word of prophecy will have been made sure. By the way, these verses also run parallel to Ezekiel 45 verses 1 through 5 and Ezekiel 47 verses 1 through 12. Remember Zechariah chapter 2, there was a man with a measuring line that promised to restore the people to the land and bless them and dwell with them. That was Jesus. Jesus is going to reign over all the earth. In Ezekiel 43 verses 1 through 12, the Messiah goes to the holy temple and his glory fills the temple. People often ask about the Ark of the Covenant. They'll ask me, what's the location? And I've heard several who claim to know a secret location in the land of Israel. And uh, they tell us that the ark will be brought out of hiding when Ezekiel's temple is built. And let me ruin the theology on that with one verse: Jeremiah 3:16. And it shall be come to pass when ye be multiplied and increased in the land in those days, saith the Lord, they shall know; they shall say no more, the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Neither shall it come to mind; neither shall they remember it; neither shall they visit it; neither shall that be done any more. You know, for a a long period of time, for 1,500 years, the Ark of the Covenant was the the central object of worship. It's not going to be so. It's not even going to enter their mind. In fact, by the way, let me just tell you something. Even Jews that talk about the temple today usually don't talk about the Ark. They talk about everything else but the Ark of the Covenant. Everything else has been replicated and duplicated, but they were not allowed to duplicate the Ark of the Covenant. It had to be the original. Do you know what the Ark of the Covenant was a symbol of? The person of Jesus Christ. You can't duplicate that. You have to have the original. We're not going to need. The Ark was a duplicate of Jesus. We're not going to need an Ark of the Covenant. We will have Jesus. And uh, it's not going to be remembered. It's not going to be a tourist attraction. Uh, We won't need it. The center of worship will no longer be an object or an idol. It will not be an image of gold like Nebuchadnezzar. It will not be a statue of Mary. It will not be the image of the beast. That will be destroyed in the earthquake as Jesus descends to the Mount of Olives. Jesus himself... Our Savior, Lord, and King will be the center of the world's worship. Again, the ark is a model of Jesus. When you have the real thing, you don't need the model. Now, verse verse 8, when it talks about the... uh, uh, the geographical changes we looked at this yesterday with the Mediterranean Sea and the Dead Sea and uh, making Israel uh, you know that water that, that river that flows out from the throne of Jesus in, from east to west and heals the land and uh, it's going to make uh, Israel like the garden of God Ezekiel 47 1-12 talks about it and waters to swim in from the Kidron Valley to the Dead Sea the Dead Sea again seven times saltier than any ocean but then fresh water and at and at En-Gedi, They'll lay their fishing nets, and Isaiah said it will blossom like the rose, and they can lay down the weapon and pick up the plow. Joel 3.18 tells us that. It shall come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drop down new wine, and the hills shall flow with milk, and all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters, and a fountain shall come forth of the house of the Lord and shall water the valley of Shittim. The hills are going to flow with milk. That means there'll be cattle on the side of the hills. Uh, The mountains are going to drop new wine. There's going to be vineyards. On the, uh, on the side of the mountain, the, great, uh, the vineyards of the great. In fact, uh, you, you can see some of that uh, today. Famine has ravaged the world for the last seven years during the tribulation. By the way, famine is ravaging our world even now, getting ready for the tribulation. The earth is going to be healed. It's going to be fruitful. Verse 10 says that Jerusalem is going to be lifted up. And and, uh, and again, Ezekiel 45, verses one through five, talk about this as well. Jerusalem itself will be a city that is going to be 50 square miles if you compare it with Ezekiel 45. The Temple Mount is lifted up even above that. It will be one square mile. Right now, Jerusalem is only one square mile. That's what the Temple Mount's gonna be in the millennium. Jerusalem will be 50 square miles. The Temple Mount will be one square mile. There are going to be major geographical changes And and men shall dwell in it, and there shall be no more utter destruction, but Jerusalem shall be safely inhabited. It's gonna be the land of unwalled villages. It's gonna be safe to live there. It's no more gonna be attacked, destroyed. There will be no utter desolation. And and Jerusalem has been uh, destroyed how many times? I mean it was destroyed by Pharaoh Nico. It, it, it's been destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar, Al, uh, Antiochus Epiphanes and, and Domitian and, and, and the Antichrist and all these on and on and on, we can look through history and the, the Turkish Empire and how many times has it been destroyed and now it will be safe without walls, it, it, when it had walls it wasn't safe, now that it has no walls it will be safer than it's ever been, well because Jesus is the wall about us. And uh, my time is gone for today. Join us tomorrow. We'll pick up at verse 12 and uh, we'll continue on from there. May you have a great day today and join us tomorrow as the Lord allows. No longer a pauper in rags of poverty. You've been enjoying the program from the poor house to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on spotify apple podcast or google podcast just search from the Poorhouse to the palace from the poor